emanating live from my secret hideout at work. My name is Stefan Siggs, and this is the KOLL Podcast. the King of the Lightning League podcast. Podcast. So buckle up and let's go. We have finally arrived. Week one is officially in the books. And what a week one we had whose justice beaver defeats the oracle 145.74 to 98.42 the oracle is our lowest scoring team on the week the longest yard defeated forever unclean in our matchup of the week by 50 points 186.9 to 136.92 Austin 316 takes his first L of the season, a 20-point loss to the DeLongles, 175.86 to 155.86. The most disappointing team this week, no doubt about it, the Melonheads. They fall to Devontae's Inferno, 208 to 126.96. The Long Island Beast stood up and stood out for the highest scoring team on the week, 210.96, defeating the Etlians. A little discussion on the pronunciation of that team to come later. 156.46. And in our closest matchup of the week, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Defeats the Thick Dicks 147 to 143.72. Thick Dicks, poor Thick Dicks with the Aaron Rodgers performance taking his first loss of the season. The best manager on the week, according to Sleeper. Beast Mode Beast, 210.96 points out of a possible 212.26. A fantastic start to the season from the Beast Mode Beast. We're going to hear from him in a little bit here. Um, the worst manager on the week, the Etlians. Out of a possible 202.18, he played 156.56. Uh, we already talked about all of that. The overachiever of the week is the Long Island Beast, who uh, overachieved by 50 fantasy points. And the underachiever of the week is the Melonheads, who only got 126.96. What's crazy about this week is that the quarterback start of the week was Jameis Winston, while the lowest scoring quarterback of the week was Aaron Rodgers. That's probably the first time we'll ever say that, and it'll probably be the last time we'll ever say that. The running back start of the week, Christian McCaffrey, becomes the first running back to be the number one running back on any given week without scoring a touchdown since he did it two years ago. The wide receiver start of the week, Amari Cooper, 38.9 points, 
Beast Mode, B16 targets, caught 13 of them, 139 and two touchdowns. Great start to the season for Amari Cooper. And your bench warmer starts of the week, Jared Goff. 33.92. Congratulations to Nick Top, Greg Bottom, for your non-play of Jared Goff. The running back bench warmer of the week, Jamal Williams, 25 points. Congratulations to Team Thick Dicks for your non- non-play of Jamal Williams. And finally, the wide receiver bench warmer of the week. Congratulations to Devontae's Inferno for your non-play of Christian Kirk and his 20 four points the last thing i want to share with you here right now is the ap top 12 after week one how exciting number 12 the oracle number 11 melonheads number 10 it's the etlians number nine forever unclean number eight Austin 316. Number seven is the DeLongles. Number six is the Thick Dicks. Number five, who's Justice Beaver? Number four, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Number three is the Long Island Beasts. Number two, Devontae's Inferno. And number one for a second straight week is the Longest Yard. Now you guys know I like to talk to my highest scoring player each week. So I had a brief conversation with the Long Island Beast a little bit ago. And I'd like to share that with you guys now. So we're going to kick it over there. Yay! Long Island Beast, what's going on, man? What's going on, sir? Good morning. Manager of the week this week on Sleeper, 210.96 points. Holy cow, young man. Heck of a week one. Yes, sir. I think everyone everyone doubted me after that trade I made to you, but um, I mean, I was expecting this. I got the best quarterback in the league and also got the best tight end. Yes, sir. I mean, immediate return on investment right away in week one with Pat Mahomes, 40.28. Started off slow, but just does what he does. Takes one long touchdown, and that is a good week for you. Yes, sir. All right, so Amari Cooper was a nice a nice play this week, too. 16 targets. Are you hoping for that kind of volume for the rest of the season? I mean, I do think he's going to be targeted as long as he's wide open. You know, I think he's going to be Dak's uh, favorite wide receiver. Um, I was hoping to draft uh, C.D. Lamb at the beginning, but I'm actually glad I got Cooper instead. <laughs> Well, it's yet to be seen. I know the C.D. Lamb, high hopes for him as well. A um, couple other guys on your team here. Uh, Beasley sees 13 targets this week for the Bills. That's that's incredible. And Noah Fant, eight targets and the loss of Jerry Judy. you got to be excited there. Oh, yeah. And I, I honestly worry about his health. But as long as he stays healthy, um, Noah Fant, I think he's going to have a great year. Absolutely. So this week you're moving on to play the Oracle. I'm sure you're not too concerned. Anything you want to say to him? Uh, well, I'm not even worried about him, honestly. I'm already planning for his, for week three. That's, that's all I got to say to him. It's just, <laughs> I guess it's practice for me this week. 
All right, man. Well, hey, I just wanted to get you on the podcast here and uh, just announce to the league what a fantastic week one you had, manager of the week, as I said. Um, I'm going to let you close us out here. Anything you want to say? For those who doubted me, watch out. I'm coming for all of you. Yes, sir. Here comes the Long Island Beast. Thank you again, sir, for coming on. I know we're both pretty busy. But uh, thank you for getting here on the podcast, and we will call you again probably next week when you do it again. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right, brother. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much again to the Long Island Beast for coming on the podcast. Now uh, we're going to go a little in-depth on week one. We're going to find out who impressed and who disappointed with our brand-new analyst, Matthew Staff Infection. Tune in. the show matthew staff infection uh resident uh fantasy expert what's going on man not too much uh had an exciting week one that's for sure and i appreciate you coming on to the podcast here to discuss it with me no problem i wish we I could are- say it was exciting for me too but uh we took the l week one so uh got to do some reconstruction here Yes, sir. Well, why don't we start right there? The longest yard, number one in the power rankings. I'm sure they'll hang out there again this week. A 50-point victory over Forever On Clean. Um, I mean, we'll start at the top. It's Tom Brady, that's a heck of a way to start on a Thursday night. I have a little trouble with Thursday nights. You start off slow on Thursday night. It's, it's tough to come back from that. And Tom Brady got him off on the right foot. Yeah, it's, it's tough. In a couple of my leagues, I, I went up against Brady, Godwin, uh, Mari Cooper. So you're already playing catch-up along. So Brady, huge game. Uh, not against the best defense in the world, but, you know, I, I, he's, he's got some black magic because I don't know how he does it at that age, but, you know. <laughs> he's absolutely incredible and the longest yard backed up tom brady's performance with his other quarterback matthew stafford who showed out in his rams debut fantastic performance by him as well yeah i think the big thing with stafford is you know he really didn't have a ton of weapons in detroit after calvin johnson left you know i think with the weapons he's got in la and calling the shots that could be a huge 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 year fantasy wise and reality wise for him one more difference maker i want to bring up for the longest yard tj hawkinson i know i've had my opinion on the usage of the tight end but tj hawkinson kind of is where the line is for me on tight ends i want to play and he showed up as well 11 targets 97 yards and a touchdown Great start to the season for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they were playing behind much of the game, so they were throwing. But that's probably going to be where Detroit's at all season, I'd imagine. I'd, I'd probably agree. You know, he's a name we've kind of heard talked about the last couple of seasons as a breakout candidate, and it just hasn't happened. Um, would love to see it a few more weeks in a row before I start to say that that's a stock riser, but definitely on the radar now. He's a severe threat. Absolutely. Let's let's flip it over to the other other, other side. Forever on clean. I, I know you have some investment here. Who disappointed you on this on this squad in week one? 
I, I think we got to start at the top with my quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert, I know that's a tough game, but, you know, fumbled the ball. He threw an interception, only one touchdown throw. Um, Baker Mayfield, again, only one, uh, you know, no touchdowns actually from Baker Mayfield, an interception. Um, just a real disappointing day from guys that you're really relying on to get you 20, 25 points a week, um, you know, keep your matchup competitive. Um, so that's, that's, you know, a little bit of a red flag, but both of them have slightly easier matchups coming up this week, Herbert in Dallas and, uh, Baker Mayfield against, uh, Houston. So we'll see if we can get back on track. Um, you know, you're facing some good defenses on the road. Um, you know, that's that's kind of to be expected absolutely and before we move on to the next game uh who who was a bright spot for you who who do you have high hopes for going going forward after their week one showing so believe it or not a big showing this week um from joe mixon 127 yards and a touch that's huge um Definitely an encouraging sign. Not, you know, Vikings, not the best defense, but very, very, very encouraging. Um, but another guy, Marvin Jones, uh, 77 yards and a touchdown. Jacksonville, I know this might hurt you, but Jacksonville probably going to be playing from behind as well uh, at times this year. Marvin Jones is a stud. And if as long as he's healthy, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to lean on the, the vet. Justice Beaver uh, annihilated the Oracle as expected. Another 50-point victory, 145.74 to 98.42. The only non-triple-digit scoring team in the le- in the league this week was the Oracle. Yeah, uh, the or- Oracle's trust in the process. <laughs> that's for sure. We're not going to spend too much time here. Uh, you know, who's Justice Beaver? His his guys mostly did what you would expect his guys to do. Uh, Antonio Gibson was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but other than that, pretty much chalk for who's Justice Beaver and the Oracle, pretty much the same. DeAndre Swift had a nice game with the receiving yardage. Uh, maybe a little bit of a disappointment from uh, Terry McLaurin. Took a while to get going. What do you think with Ter- Terry McLaurin going forward with Taylor Heineke at quarterback? Well, it's it's definitely going to be uh, an interesting situation there. I felt a lot more confident in McLaurin's stock with the seasoned vet Fitzpatrick under center. Um, Heineke, we'll have to see. He has played well in the past, but not spectacular. Um, Chargers sneaky good defense, though. So I'm willing to, to kind of wait a little bit and see what we uh, see what he produces in no doubt about it. I'm very interested because I had, I had high hope for Terry McLaurin going into the season, but that was with Brian Fitzpatrick, who likes to throw it downfield to those receivers. And I'm not really sure what they're going to have with Heineke. It'll be interesting to see because I think that they had the best team in that division uh, preseason. But w- without Fitzpatrick, who knows? It could be wide open. 
A lot of maybe. weak defenses in that division as well. Yeah. So yeah. maybe some more opportunity against Giants, um, Cowboys, and, and uh, Eagles. Watch out for those birds. Look, looking dangerous. <laughs> uh, hold your horses. Hold your horses. All right, moving on. Our biggest point spread this week. The Melonheads took an 82-point loss to Devontae's Inferno. This runner-up, we'll call them the champions since the, the former champions no longer with us. Uh, so Devontae's Inferno, 208 points. Wowie, wow. Fantastic week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start them off if you have anything you want to say before I bring up what I got to bring up. I mean, I I would say the scariest part is uh, Derrick Henry underperformed by almost 10 points, uh, and they still put up over 200 points. You know, Russell Wilson, solid on the road against a great defense. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, we'll see. I'm not super confident about the Giants, but DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke is a stud, and that Arizona offense looks lethal. Uh, Jamar Chase, welcome to the league, young buck. Uh, and Corey Davis looks like he could be in for a big year in an offense that's definitely going to have to throw the ball a ton in the second half. This is a scary team. Top to bottom, very, very, very scary team. And they overcame a great Thursday night effort from Dak Prescott as well. Uh, so hats off. And uh, Dante's Inferno, definitely someone we, we got to keep an eye on going into week two here. No doubt about it. Um, he uh, dis- disappointing uh, 20 yards from Mark Andrews, and it didn't matter. Uh, uh, apologetic from the podcast host, from Stefan Siggs, personally to Jamar Chase. Uh, he shut my mouth very quick because he performed uh, almost immediately. I, I feel like before I even came on Sunday, uh, he had the 50-yard touchdown or whatever he had, and uh, I felt pretty dumb on my take for Jamar Chase last week. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, he's another guy. The Giants are going to be playing from behind. Nine targets and 113 yards. Uh, you never know who's going to lead, lead the Giants in targets, but Sterling Shepard's getting off to an early uh, lead in that department. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough as a, as a Saquon fan to see him still struggling. That O-line is, is downright bad yet again. Um, so more opportunity for Sterling Shepard, I think. I think that Saquon is still the focal point of that offense from a defensive perspective. Kenny Galladay in the mix, Evan Ingram in the mix. So maybe Sterling Shepard gets those nitty-gritty points and kind of at the bottom of the flex rankings here for Dante's Inferno. I mean, that's someone that if you're going up against it with a wide receiver three from some other team, Sterling Shepard could make you pay week in, week out. Absolutely. Like we said, the Giants, and you mentioned Saquon Barkley, uh, that's going to lead us into our next matchup. Austin 316 takes the L against the DeLongle. Still some debate on how to pronounce that name. Any opinion? I'm going DeLongles. DeLongles. Like an iPod dongle, but not super creative. No, I, I, I don't know if I expected... Uh, anything else from the Long Brothers? We'll get to that. More, more on that to come. That's for okay. sure. Um, so the DeLongles, a disappointing 3.7 from Saquon Barkley. I'm sure we'll bring him up before our conversation ends. 
but that was a disappointing start. I know he's coming off the injury, um, and, and he wasn't expected to do much, but another tough matchup again with Washington this week. Uh, hometown kid, I want to see him succeed. What do you think with Saquon Barkley going forward? Uh, you can't trust him this week. Brutal, brutal matchup on a short week, coming off an injury. You can't, you can't trust him. Going forward, I, I mentioned it earlier, the Giants line have to say they have to um, I just I don't see a ton of running room. I think that they're going to try to throw the ball a bit more. I, I mean, Saquon Barkley is a definite proceed with caution moving forward. Um, maybe maybe they get, uh, you know, a 200-yard game outburst out of him and they can trade him or something. But that right now, I, I don't really love his stock moving forward. Yeah, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. I put out a couple of trade offers and a couple of leagues for Saquon Barkley trying to buy low on him. Not in this league uh, because I don't want to trade with Dylan. But um, I did in a, in a few leagues trying to buy low on Saquon Barkley. Uh, Austin 316, I'm sure a little disappointed in a couple of his guys. Uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, but on the DeLongle side, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you a few names here. Chris Godwin, 14 targets, Darren Waller, 19 targets, Debo Samuel, 12 targets. That's a heck of a lot of volume for those three guys. I know, I know Waller is definitely the number one, uh, target for the Raiders, but Debo Samuel and Chris Godwin, do you believe that they could keep up that kind of volume? I, Debo Samuel, I do. I don't foresee it every single week, but I think that he does it maybe more than Godwin. I think Godwin's the most talented out of those two, but, I mean, there's so many options in Tampa Bay and, it, and you know, up in New England outside of the Randy Moss year. It was a ride the hot hand every single week. So Godwin and, and Gronk hot last week. Mike Evans kind of not there, not around. I think you could certainly see somebody like Evans get – you know, the 14, 15 targets next week and Godwin get three or four. You know, Absolutely. Three or four. So got to watch out for AB 121 in a touchdown as well. And guess what? The DeLongles hold on to him as well. Double Buccaneers receivers for the DeLongles. Both got it done this week. Yeah, they'll be riding the Tampa Bay Buccaneer wave. Um, and again, that could that could be great or it could be a – hit or miss and you know that's how Brady operates and uh we saw it all those years in New England certainly could could come back and bite him here but he rode the wave this week and he's he's riding high to one and oh absolutely next matchup the Long Island Beasts set the cap this week the highest scoring team highly outperformed their expected point total sleeper named him manager of the week this week well deserved he defeats that uh, Etlians, any any opinion on that name? The Etlians is. What do you think? I, I mean, the more I look at it, the more my head hurts uh, trying to figure it <laughs> out. So I don't want to run out of all of my Tylenol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heard that. Okay, uh, so the Long Island Beasts. You can't even begin to talk about this team without starting with the Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack. Forty point two eight for Mahomes. 25.6 for Kelsey. That connection is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, 
two touchdowns already for Travis Kelsey on the year. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns passing, one touchdown on the ground. The guy does it all. They looked like crap in the first half, and the dude just turns it on, uh, proving once again he's the best player in the league, bar none, um, best quarterback in the league. Uh, he's he's deadly. I mean, the amount of bad weeks he's going to have, probably one, two, maybe three. Every other week he's going to be top three in scoring, which in a quarterback-driven league, he might be the most valuable player when this thing's all said and done. And Kelsey – Easily the best tight end, easily the best, you know, arguably one of the top five receivers in the league. Um, although there's one other guy on his team that would love to have a, an argument debate about that. But, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of take Amari Cooper here. Yes, sir. I was I was going to ask you about him as well. 16 targets. And I don't I don't know if this was indicative of the team that they were playing or if this is who the Cowboys are, but they did not seem to to rely on the run much at all. And therefore, really, all of the Dallas Cowboys receivers showed up and showed out in this game. I'm sure that if, if Michael Gallup didn't get hurt, you know, he might have gotten up to eight, nine targets. It was I, I was very impressed with the Cowboys offense. Obviously, uh, the, the Buccaneers, you know, the middle of their defense is very good and they're hard to run on, but... I thought the passing game for the Cowboys looked fantastic, and, and Amari Cooper was was clearly the number one target, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's been that for the last handful of years. You know, Lamb in the slot is just such a weapon, and, and Cooper then gets those one-on-one matchups on the outside, and that's ball game over. Um, and I honestly think that with Gallup going down – that's just going to help Cooper because they have such a dangerous rushing attack that you can't just – you know, double and triple team Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb because then Zeke will run it right down your throat. So I, losing Gallup as a Cowboys fan really sucks. But if I were an Amari Cooper owner like the Long Island Beast, I might be saying that 16 targets could be 18 some week. Just saying. Yeah, I agree with that. More on the Long Island Beast, Daniel Jones had a, a solid game. Uh, very impressive considering it's Daniel Jones, but we're not going to go too deep on him because uh, it's it's not sustainable, that's for sure. Noah Fant saw eight targets. Cole Beasley saw 13 targets. Allen Robinson saw 11 targets, but somehow inexplicably only had 35 yards. That's disappointing. But uh, uh, a very solid receiver in Allen Robinson. The Long Island Beasts look very stacked and and primed to make a big push in the league this year. And one thing on Daniel Jones, you know, they're not going to win a lot of games, but what's our favorite time as fantasy fans? Garbage time. Garbage time. Daniel Jones is going to rack up the garbage time points. So it, that can offset that two or three picks he throws in the first half by – one or two garbage time touchdowns in the second half. So something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. The Etlians on the other side, disappointing performances. Robert Tunyon, Michael Pittman, Russell Gage, goose egg for Russell Gage, overshadowed really the dynamic performance by Jameis Winston. How does this man have five touchdowns and 14 completions I'll, I do not know, but if he can keep up anything close to that efficiency, 
Jameis Winston is a good play. He, the guy just threw touchdowns. And obviously, uh, if you remember from the podcast last week, I was I was pretty open in my opinion that I, I thought the Saints were going to blow out the Packers. And um, that good take of the season so far. So pat myself on the back. Jameis Winston, wow. Yeah, uh, did not expect that. Um, did not expect Aaron Rodgers to just disappear. You know, got to put out a missing persons report on him. <laughs> um, yeah. Jameis Winston, my goodness, the the dude was dynamic. A um, lot of opportunities in that offense for some other guys, somebody like Jawan Johnson. A lot of opportunities for him. He's a solid receiver. Uh, honestly, he Jameis Winston was the biggest surprise of the week. But Russell Gage, also a huge surprise. A lot of people thought with Julio Jones leaving, he's now the number two in that offense and just two targets in a game where they should have been throwing the ball a ton. I don't know. That's that's a major red flag for me. I'd be losing sleep if I were a Gage owner. Yep, I was absolutely shocked, really, by Atlanta's offense as a whole. I know they weren't going to be very good, but six points against the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it's not looking good for the Atlanta Falcons. No, it, it could be a long season down south. Yes, sir. And to finish us up, our last matchup of the week was our closest matchup of the week. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, takes it from Team Thick Dicks, 147 to 143.72. This one came down to the wire. Kyler Murray, yeah, he's a bad man. He's a very bad man, and he's doing it with his arms and his feet. Absolutely. I that I said before the season with the Arizona's running backs, it's really tough to even roster them because they get close to the goal line. Kyler Murray's the one running it in. So that's tough. That's why I wanted Kyler Murray on my team. Thanks a lot, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, for sniping him from me. Uh, great performance. It's what I expected from Kyler Murray. I think he's the number one fantasy player this season. Uh, time will tell, but that's how I see it. I, I would agree. I would agree. He And he's got so many weapons. Even A.J. Green is a threat as the wily old vet down there. But you got DeAndre Hopkins. Got Christian Kirk, you know, making making some noise down there. So, very interesting Arizona offense. I'm all in. Put all the stock in the Cards offense. That's going to be fireworks. And they, they got Dallas in week, I want to say, five. That That could be a fireworks kind of matchup. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, more disappointing performances, but not really from guys that you really expected to do too much. Miko Hardman, uh, Elijah Moore, not, nothing great there. Javante Williams was a bit of a disappointment in his debut. Uh, but Nick Top, Greg Bottom, Brandon Cooks torched the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Is that something that's indicative of what he is capable of doing uh, for the rest of the season with Tyrod Taylor as his quarterback? I mean, time will tell. I, I really – I don't have a lot of, um, you know, hopes for the Houston offense. I it just – I don't see it. But I, I'd say the more dangerous um, piece of Nick Top, Greg Bottom is Najee Harris. Uh, only 45 yards, but against a very good defense. Uh, I think Najee Harris gets back on track next week for Pittsburgh, and he's going to be somebody that Mike Tomlin loves the three-down back. 
Um, there's a lot of opportunity for him in that offense against some maybe bad defenses coming up. I think Najee Harris is a perfect complement to Kyler Murray. Um, and even Kareem Hunt making some noise in Cleveland. So I, I think Nick Todd, Greg Bottom, down week, they got the win, did what they had to do. Um, they're, they're going to bring it this week. I'm so excited for the Nick top Greg bottom Dante's Inferno matchup this weekend. As am I, uh, let's all send our energy to, uh, Devante's Inferno and see if we can get him on the podcast this week. Uh, the fans are dying to hear from him. So I'm hoping that we can get him on. I'm going to finish it up here. Team thick dicks needed one point from Aaron Rodgers, and he would have won this week. If Aaron Rodgers would have just thrown for 25 yards and taken a seat on the bench, Team Thick Dicks would have taken it this week. That hurts. As, as much as he probably doesn't want to hear it, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. <laughs> Tough week, but uh, Aaron Rodgers gets Detroit on Monday night. You're going to get a very pissed off Aaron Rodgers against a very bad Detroit defense. I, I think we could see a Kyler Murray-esque kind of performance uh, coming up next week by Aaron Rodgers in kind of a revenge matchup against the world. Well, um, so are you expecting a, uh, a shootout next week, uh, this week, between Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff? Or, uh... I, I, th- I think you could see a green bay kind of domination they strike me as one of those teams that they have their eyes on a bigger prize you know if you're buying the last dance sort of mantra i I think that they come out they're embarrassed they got beaten by quarterback crab legs you know i think they come out and they're going to put a hurting on the detroit lions who are just not a good football team that's fair. It was mostly a joke because of Jared Goff's 33.92 points in pretty much an entire game's worth of garbage time. Um, right. uh, it, it's kind of weird to see that point total from Jared Goff and a negative 2.68 from Aaron Rodgers. So it was kind of a little fun little game there. Uh, but that was our, our week one breakdown. That's what happened in our league. Let me ask you something, Matthew. Who impressed you this week? I mean, Dante's Inferno for sure. Um, that That's my, you know, if they can put a hurting on the uh, team that had the best draft, uh, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, I think that they are somebody that you want to be watching going forward. Um, vision this week as well. Um you know, they could get some real separation uh, moving forward. Every week matters. Uh, and in fantasy season, shorter than the regular season. So if you can pick up a game, you, you know, you're doing something right. Um, so I'm watching Dante's Inferno this week. Devontae's Inferno looks like a dangerous team yet again. I was very much impressed, obviously, with the Long Island Beasts, as we've already mentioned. Uh, manager of the week from Sleeper. Uh, David Montgomery did what – I mean, if David Montgomery can perform like that on a regular basis, this is going to make this team just even better. Uh, Ronald Jones, the fumble from Ronald Jones, just sat on the bench the rest of the game. If Leonard Fournette can even 
have a monicum of, of similar success. If he can see seven targets again in any game, it, that's just a solid baseline for Long Island Beasts. Of course, we took Cooper and Kelsey. Uh, Tyson Williams in his debut was, was pretty good. I was shocked to see Latavius Murray end up with more carries than him. Mm. But uh, the young man had a great game, and I love the outlook of Noah Fant without Jerry Judy going forward. He saw eight targets in week one, and I could see him getting continue to get more targets going forward the rest of the season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's quite accurate with the football. So Noah Fant, watch out for him. Who was disappointing to you this week? Matthew Staff Infection. Uh, I mean, the Oracle, obviously, but that's that's sort of like a weekly disappointment. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, to, to be honest with you, a little introspection, I think Forever Unclean was a huge disappointment. I know that that's sort of a cliche pick because that was my team, but, you know, I'm looking up and down the roster here. A lot of underperformances from a lot of guys that, you know, we thought it would have bigger, bigger weeks, so... You know, I would I'd put myself on on blast a bit there. I know that fantasy football, you don't really want to put yourself on blast, but you know, um, Melonheads also big disappointment from the uh, the Melonheads, particularly with the huge week from uh, Dak Prescott. You know, couldn't really back it up uh, with really anybody else. Um, so hopefully they are able to to kind of get it. Yeah, on track. I, I know they have some quarterback questions. I was going to talk. I was going to bring up the Melonheads. 40 points under projection. Ezekiel Elliott disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, maybe could have seen that coming. Ronald Jones may have lost his job. We'll see. Jerry Judy obviously suffered the injury. Calvin Ridley, only 51 yards. Tyrell Williams, 3.4. Even George Kittle only saw five targets, and we talked about how many Debo Samuel saw. That scares me for George Kittle. Michael Gallup suffered the injury after the hot start. Uh, the Melonheads, a disappointing week. I, I would hate to see another week like that for the Melonheads because it would not bode well for them going forward, despite the impressive performance from Dak Prescott. Uh, as a team, just did not get it done this week. Uh, that is all that we have for the league this week. That was our week one rundown. Matthew Stab Infection, thank you so much for coming on and, and helping me talk about this week one because it's much more fun than do, talking to myself. <laughs> I'm glad I'm better than an echo chamber. Amen, brother. Uh, so hopefully we can get you on again for some more fantasy inside analysis. Um, other than that, thank you again and, uh, good luck in week two. Same to you, brother. Take care. All right, my man. Bye. Bye. There you have it with a week one review show. Had so much fun. Thanks again to the Long Island Beast for coming on the show. Thank you again to Matthew Staff Infection. Hopefully we can get his analyst analysis on the podcast again soon. Uh, with that, it's been another pleasure. My name is Stefan Siggs, and this is the King of the Lightning League podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>